0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au.
1: I know a lot of churches don't want to talk about money. A lot of people don't want to hear a pastor talk about money. And yet, the Bible does not say that money is the root of all evil. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10 says it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. And some of the people that I've met that have loved money the most weren't the people with a lot of it. They were people who didn't think they had enough and were desperate to get it any which way they could. Ecclesiastes 10 and verse 19 says that money is a resource to provide answers not only to need, but to vision as well. Right throughout this church's existence, we've been focused on how do I be blessed so that I can become a blessing. We see that our life is meant to be more than simply a pond into which God pours every good thing and I retain it and keep it, but rather that our life is meant to be a pipeline through which God pours blessing in ever-increasing ways. And so that's really the heart and soul behind tonight's session. The Bible offers 500 verses on prayer, fewer than 500 on faith, but more than 2,000 on money. In fact, 15% of everything Jesus taught references money or business. That's more than His teachings on heaven and hell combined. And I'm not saying that heaven and hell are not important. They're obviously of primary importance. But I think even in Jesus' day, There was so much worry because of money. There was so much misinformation about money, so much manipulation that happened about money that He taught on it because He wants us to come into freedom and liberty so that money becomes a resource that every believer learns to use well, all right? So that's the heart and soul behind tonight. And again, welcome Peter for uh, this great session. I guess we've got to say, don't we, right up front, that there's really no substitute for personal, tailored financial advice for every need. Tonight's a bit more general. Correct. Tonight's general, so don't go
0: leaping off a bridge because Peter Gom said to do this <laughs> or that. Go and see your, um, your professional, be it a mortgage broker, be it your banker, be it your financial planner, and then be guided by their um, advice in line of your personal circumstances. Thank you very much.
1: That is it right there. Let's jump right into this though, Peter, because uh, money traps is our topic for tonight. And I think we're going to have trouble bringing this down to uh, manageable size of time because there's so many like that. Uh, Proverbs talks about, you know, no one puts a trap inside of the prey. And so for so many people, there's a level of misinformation or of ignorance perhaps even. Uh, about some of these areas. Let's talk about probably, though, one of the biggest ones in people's lives is credit cards.
0: So, yeah, credit cards in the right person's hands can be great, but in the wrong person's hands, they can be a real trap, which is what we're here to talk about tonight. And into this, I'd also throw store accounts, like your five years interest-free at Harvey Norman, your zip pay, your afterpay, and any other pay you want to name. They can all be slippery slopes to nowhere. So let me give you this statement. And I think if you live by this mantra, you'll sort of do okay. Use a debit card to spend money that you do have rather than using a credit card to spend money that you don't have. I'll say that again. Use your debit card to spend money that you do have. Do not use a credit card to spend money that you don't have. And why wouldn't you
1: use a credit card? Because they're very expensive, for starters. So How expensive are they, Peter, by the way? Because some people are... I know I've had conversations with people. I go, how much interest are you paying on your credit card? And they go, oh, I don't know. Where do they find out that info?
0: On their statement.
1: Oh, it's on there? <laughs>
0: on the very, very re- first page in bold print.
1: Aha. Uh-huh. It's required by law now, I believe. Correct. Aha. Uh-huh.
0: Correct. So you go and see your bank manager and you apply for a credit card and a couple of days later, he'll say, congratulations, Mr Woodward. <laughs> your, uh, your card's been, a- been approved. And you're going, oh, thank you. I feel yeah. touched. And 20% per round, um, you bet you're being touched. So that's the how first much did you say twenty percent. Eighteen to twenty percent for a credit card. Wow. And for a five years interest free at Harvey Norman, if you haven't paid off in five years, they're gonna charge you twenty-three percent. And after pay and zip pay are gonna charge you twenty-five percent or thereabouts. But just
1: so I don't get sued by Harvey Norman, God bless Harvey Norman and all the other businesses, uh, some of those things can be helpful for people. Hmm. The trap is not for people who use them well. The trap is when you don't know what it might cost you. Mm -hmm. And particularly right now, because so many people are working from home, you're on the online thing and you're getting all these offers and you sit there and think, I could get that and I could get this and I could get something rather else. And you buy that, you buy that. And then one day the statement turns up and and you're going, how on earth did I spend that much money? Right now it's a pretty big issue.
0: Well, in the good old days, and uh, again, the youth at home, you can Google this, but in the good old days, when you bought something, you had a machine roughly the size of that, and you'd present your credit card, they'd uh, Uh, put it in the machine, they'd imprint on a carbonised form, and you'd actually have to sign it. And what's more, they'd actually check your signature on the back of the card. Now, when was the last time you had your signatures checked? In fact, there's really no point signing the back of the card because no one checks it anyway. But anyway, while they were doing that, at least you had time to go over in your head... Should I or shan't I? Will I or won't I? Should I be buying this, this, these goods um, or shouldn't I? These days, you can go tap and go, tap and go, tap and go, tap and go, and before you know it, you've racked up. For example, I started in my new office two years ago, and the first day, I went downstairs to the lunch bar and I bought a salad and I bought a, a green juice. I thought I was being pretty healthy and clever, and that was $20. In addition to that, I would bought a flat white coffee, one sugar, <laughs> and so that was uh, $25. So you work it out. There's $125 in that week just to buy my lunch and one coffee every day. Wow. And if we're public transport, etc. thankfully I walk to work, but if you're on public transport, there's probably $200 a week uh, down the plug hole without you even noticing. So it's very easy to spend money um, without you even realise what's going on.
1: While you're talking about tap and go, I once tapped and go if that's the way you say it. Uh, I was on the Gold Coast. I bought a gift for... I think one of my children uh, only discovered quite some time later that they'd inadvertently put a higher amount on that than what it actually was. Mm -hmm. And they had tried to contact the bank. The business had done everything they should have done, but the bank wouldn't have released my details. So they had to wait for me to notice the mistake. Um, So there's a little bit of another tip for people, isn't it, is to go and check your statement that you've actually getting charged the right amount. I'm not suggesting anyone... Theirs was a completely honest mistake. Someone put an extra zero where it didn't Mm -hmm. belong. And I'm getting charged a lot more money and they had no way of contacting me uh, and were happy to refund it later.
0: Yeah, so it's important. I mean, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So you're reliant on the cashier putting in the right information. If they had one zero or something, you don't notice it. Uh, Yeah, you could be in strife.
1: Yeah, well...
0: But a warning sign for me is when... You know, I'm sort of in the business of doing home loans and a lot of the banks um, have a mandatory product, a credit card and an offset account to go with their home loan. And so if a client asks me, i said, what's the interest rate on that credit card? And I say, what do you care? And they look at me, of course I care. I said, why would you care? Well, I don't want to pay too much interest. If you're paying interest on your credit card, either you're slack, that is you're, um, you're not paying the full amount by the due date, or two, you can't afford it. So if you're asking that question, I don't want to give you a credit card. (laughs) <laughs> and they look at me incredulously. I said, well, why would you want to pay interest Peter, at 20%?
1: But, Peter, I've been offered credit cards for a season there a year or two back. It was like, I don't know, maybe every month somebody else is trying to give me another one or we want to raise your credit limit. And I'm going, I don't want that. They're that easy to get now, aren't they, that I think you were telling me about someone who had like 10 or 12 Credit cards, is that correct? You can have that many? I'll
0: see I'll see your twelve and raise you to fifteen. So wow. this is how you can get into strife. I've had two separate clients, both identical circumstances. Uh they weren't related, although somewhere down the, the line they must have been have a, a common gene or something. They had fifteen credit cards and a total of about three hundred and twenty thousand dollars each on their those fifteen credit cards. So $640,000 on credit cards between the two of them.
1: I did not even know that was possible.
0: Nor did I, to be honest. And a lot of the banks where we tried refinancing, most of them ran a million miles away. But a lot of them couldn't believe it. They were even staggered that they could get that much. Did
1: the people realise that they got to that state? Were they aware of it? Or was it just like
0: well, one of them didn't have it. She'd had no idea where the money went. It just burned a hole in the pocket. The other wow. guy, at least, he'd been to us earlier uh, to build on his block, and he wanted to own a build, which banks don't really like. So we gave him the amount he thought he could um, he needed. But as most owner-builders do, he ran out of money, so he got uh-huh. one credit card, then he got uh-huh. another and another and another and another. So the payments on that alone, the minimum payments are $9,600 per month. That's the minimum payment. Wow. B at say 20% interest, that's $64,000 in interest every year he was paying. Now, thankfully, wow. we were able to refinance, and so at 3%, that's $9,600. So he was saving $55,000 a year in interest.
1: Say that again.
0: He was saving $55,000 a year what did you in do? interest.
1: What did you do? How does somebody, because I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if you've met these kind of things happening, that somebody's a part of this service tonight might be going, me too. Maybe not quite those figures, I hope, but how do you you help somebody get out of that kind of a hole? Because it's not just a money hole, it's a habit hole. Mm. How do you help someone get out of that?
0: Well, in the first instance, you've got to sit them down and just go through their their statements with them. They really need to get into the habit of budgeting. Um, If you've got a credit card and you've got all that, that debt, the first thing you want to do is... Cut those things up. So we've got a shredder at work, which works nicely with uh, clients who get into strife. So they go straight into the shredder. Um, and things you can do. I mean, potentially you can refinance that debt, as we did for this gentleman, and put it on the home loan. And that's all very well, but you don't want to be paying that off on your home loan for thirty years because you'll end up paying more interest than what you would have on the credit card. Ideally you would crank the payments on your credit on your home loan up so that you pay that credit card debt off over three years or four years. Now, clearly, $320,000, you're not going to pay that off over three or four years, so wow. we had to stretch the payments out. Another thing you could consider doing would be um, if you have any redraw on your home loan, and this will sound like a dumb point to make, but we've had clients who maybe have been in front of their home loan by twenty, 000, thirty thousand $30,000, And yet they're struggling to pay a credit card off over to the side here, and they're paying 20%. And they come to see us, we just can't pay this credit card off. And I said, But you've got $40,000 spare cash in your home loan, why don't you just go click and flick, pay it off, close it down, and you're effectively paying off your credit card debt at a rate of 3% over here? And they didn't, to me, that's common sense, but a lot of people don't get that or don't think to do that. Another thing you could do would be potentially take out a personal loan and, again, pay it off over a three- or five-year term. Mm-hmm. Or there are other special offers out there at the moment which are called um, balance or balance transfer with credit cards. And there's some banks offering up to 26 months interest-free where if you transfer the balance of your credit card from your bank to another bank, then you get interest-free, as I say, potentially up to 26 months depending which bank you go with.
1: That can make quite a difference if you've got a big... Uh, repayment schedule, mm-hmm. minimum repayment, then that 12 or 24 months or 18 months, even or whatever it is, uh, can really make a significant difference.
0: Yeah, and the aim would be that you try to smash that credit card debt and preferably pay it off before the um, interest-free period expires. And if, if you're struggling with that, when you're getting close to the interest-free period, well, you could always transfer it to another bank with another interest-free period. But if you get into strife like... Mr 320, I mean, he, there's no way he could make the $9,600 payments per month. So all he was doing was cash advance on this one to pay that one, cash advance on that one, and he was just playing musical chairs with the credit cards. But wow. all of you out there, I'm sure, know that with musical chairs, the music eventually stops and he would have ended up on his financial butt. So um, it was just lucky that he had <laughs> equity in his property and we were able to get him out of jail. So
1: uh, I'm not laughing at the man's situation. I'm just sitting here going, you are just absolutely cut and dried on this, aren't you? I guess if I spent every day, uh, I'm sure not all of your clients are people that uh, got great financial disasters, uh, but thank God there's someone like you that's been able to help people get out of that. What about things like, uh, and this is a big one, frequent flyer points. If I get the, always the higher interest rate card, I get all these extra benefits with it. What do you think about those things? Well, it's
0: easy to be seduced by those, but I mean, in years gone by, um, to get you to take a credit card out, when a lot of the banks are offering one and a half points per dollar spent, then with Reserve Bank reforms, that sort of came back to one, and now it's down to most banks, it's roughly half a point for every dollar you spend. Um, now, you're a man who goes to Brisbane quite a, a lot, so I looked up today with Qantas, and it's 40,600 points to fly economy, mm-hmm. return trip Qantas stone Brisbane and back. So at half a point per dollar that means you need to spend $81,200 to get a free trip a uh, return trip to Brisbane. Now in the meantime depending what type of card you have the cards run from a $150 annual fee up to a $1,000 annual fee. So you've got to you got to be paying those fees while you earn or spend that $81,000. In addition to that if you're using an Amex card or whatever quite often um retailers will pass on like a 3% mm-hmm. merchant fee on top of that. Mm-hmm. So there's, let's just say you use, you use an Amex card exclusively. So there's $2,400 in fees you've spent to get a free $500 airfare, um, plus you've spent $81,000 to get the points in the first place. So wow. it doesn't make economic sense to me. I mean, if you're, a, if you're someone who, pa- who pays a credit card off in full, and credit cards can be really good if you're trying to pay off a home loan far, um, fast where you have an offset account over here, and you have a home loan account here. And all offset means is, so if you had owed $300,000 on this home loan, and you've got $10,000 in your everyday savings account with offset, the bank just pretends that that $10,000 was sitting in your home loan, and if it was, the balance would be $290,000, so they only charge your interest on the $290,000. Right. So having a credit card in conjunction with that means you can park all your expenditure on the credit card, means you leave surplus cash or the max amount of cash in your offset, thereby maximising the interest savings. So if you use that as a tool, awesome. And if you use frequent flyer points as a fringe benefit, that's great. But don't make frequent flyer points the Mm. be-all and end-all, because they're not.
1: I think, uh, look, credit cards and debit cards, online transactions, et cetera, is here to stay. We're certainly not uh, anti-technology or progress or anything else. I think the key to what you're saying is to really take charge of your own financial uh, space and get information. How easy is it for people to find out these, these kinds of details and what's available out there and what can they do? They could come to you, I guess, but some people won't be able to. Uh, how do people go about finding out these are my options?
0: Uh, there's a lot of different websites out there that um, compare and contrast all in the one spot. There's one called Kennex.com.au, uh, and for example, and there's a couple of other websites. Are um, they free, websites. by the way? Yeah, they're all free. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you can go there, you know, the best term deposit rates, best personal loan rates, best car loan rates, best home loan, best credit card, best um, balance transfer on credit card periods, etc. It's all free. It's all available. Okay. So um, yeah, that's, that's easy to find out. Um, one other thing to point out, too, is that I usually say to clients, if you're taking out a loan, try to align the term of the loan to the life of the asset. So what do I mean by that? So if you go out and buy a 110-inch uh, latest 4K colour television, it might be, I don't know, say, $10,000, and you go the old uh, five years interest free or whatever shop will offer you five years interest free, and um, but at the end of the five years... You haven't paid it off, and so now you've got a, a hugely um, out-of-date, big-colour TV, and you still owe $5,000. Have you
1: noticed that they keep upgrading all this stuff? I have noticed that, actually. I've just
0: actually <laughs> flicked over my projector, and then, so the globe went, so i got a new projector. Oh, yeah, okay. So he said it's X number of dollars. Okay, great. And he gets, gets to our place this week. Ah. Your, your amplifier's not going to run 4K, so you need a new amp. Oh, your HDMI cable's out of date, so you need that. That's another two or
1: $300. Really? Wow.
0: Whatever it takes. Just, let's, just, if I pay for the projector, I've got to get it working right. So anyway, so it's all plus, plus, plus. So what you don't want to do is end up owing $10,000 on that latest and greatest TV after five years because, A, hey, you've got an out-of-date TV. You owe ten thousand dollars on it and now you're gonna start paying eleven hundred and twenty-five dollars a year in interest on that thing. So it ends up being a bad investment. Same like if you trade in a car and you still owe twenty thousand on it, but the car's only worth ten thousand. Well then you're chasing your butt when you go to trade in your new car. Ideally you wanna have build up equity in the car by paying it off over the um, by the time you go to trade it in, or at least owe less on the car than what the value of it is when yeah, you right. go to trade it in. Yeah. So that's very important. So always I'm trying not to sound patronising, there's probably people out there saying, well, it's all easy for you, mate, but what this is all about is my mantra at GOM Finance is sort of working smarter, not harder. So, in sort of maybe lecturing you on credit cards, it's all about working smarter, not harder, or borrowing smarter, not harder. So, by that, I mean, um, don't borrow on a credit card to buy an asset, unless you think you can pay it off within the interest-free period. If you can't do that, then potentially you could uh, borrow or top up your home loan, but pay that... Again, as I was just Mm -hmm. saying, pay that um, top-up over the life of the asset, or you might get a personal loan where the rate's fixed over three years or five years, and again, you pay it off over the life of the asset. Mm -hmm. But getting a credit card and paying 20% day one doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people also who use a cash advance to effectively just cover their day-to-day living expenses, and they take money out as a cash advance. On a cash advance, you're paying interest at 20% day one. Mm
1: -hmm. So you don't want to be doing doing that. I personally know people that have, that pay their credit card off in full, et cetera, at the end of every month. They use the frequent flyer thing and they've been thoroughly blessed out of it. Hmm. The key to it is not don't use these things at all, but understand when you do use it, these are the traps yeah. that can be there for you. Look, I knew this was going to happen. We start getting into this and it's so interesting. Can I. Uh, just talk briefly about home loans. We'll, we'll cover this again a little bit later in more depth. But you've been mentioning about offsets uh, and things like that. Many people get a home loan. Even in this day and age, they get a home loan. They sign it, they do it, and that's it for the rest of their days. But what you're telling us, not only with credit cards, but with our home loans, is that we need to be active in that space and we need to keep up to date because what maybe we started paying five years ago, maybe we can do a lot better now. Is that a fair assessment?
0: Sure. And on, you know, the average size home loan in WA is about $380,000. So on $380,000, you only need a small tweak in the interest rate to save a truckload in money. Right. So and to say, in saving a truckload of money, it's not only, so for example, you might save $5,000 a year in interest. Um, But if you're in the top tax bracket, say paying 50 cents in the dollar, it's actually $10,000 you're saving in pre-tax dollars. And what I mean by that is you actually need to earn $10,000, the government takes their half and you're left with $5,000 in savings. So you're actually saving $10,000 in pre-tax tax dollars. What I say to the clients is, if your boss gave you a $10,000 pay rise, would you be happy? Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, that's what I'm arranging for you, courtesy of the bank. Oh, where do I sign?
1: <laughs> Again, we'll get into this a little bit later uh, for sure. We'll have you back, I know. But uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying to... Many people are not financially literate because it's not taught in our schools, that I know of. There's a, there's, we're taught maths, Uh, But we're often not taught about how financial markets work or about how interest rates, particularly compound ones, work. Uh, Compound interest is your friend if you're depositing, but it can be your enemy if you're uh, on the borrowing side of it, for sure. And in this whole space, how complicated, how difficult or how easy is it for us to be able to say, I'm not going to sit and forget. Let's say that you refinanced a year ago in your, your home mortgage. When would be the appropriate time to revisit, look at that. Do you, would you suggest every year, more frequently, what?
0: As a minimum, I would say every two years, right. but preferably every year. Wow. Um, and so we've actually instituted a, a program at Gom Finance now where pretty much every year we'll actually be um, reviewing your home loan. So, in fact, we've sent several emails out to clients this week saying, hey, we've done an internal review and I've just saved you $300 per month or $100 per month. There's no charge. to sign here and we can get it loaded for you. And they come back happy days.
1: So interest rates change in this climate for the last bunch of years pretty regularly and they're lower than they've ever been. And so for us to be able to... Uh, <clears throat> lead in that space and to be able to do it well is how, how complex? I think a lot of people don't do some of this, Peter, because they go, oh, it's too hard or, you know, too many forms to sign or stuff. How, is that true or not? How difficult?
0: Well, it can be as difficult as you want to make it, really. I mean, I had one client, we were going to save him $18,000 a year. He was in the top tax bracket, so it was the equivalent of $35,000, and he said exactly what you said. Ah, uh, I hear what you're saying, Peter, but it's, uh, it's just too hard. And I said, but we do all the work for you. All you need to do is sign and we can sort it out. Uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but it's too hard. Anyway, he didn't go ahead. And I said, OK, so next time you're at a barbecue, and invariably we'll get round to uh, politics and bank bashing, so when they come up with bank bashing, you can recuse yourself from the conversation. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you're part of the problem. Banks rely on lazy bones like you and people are apathetic to, um, to not get off their, their butts and do anything. So when that starts, you can just... Back out of the conversation. He said, Oh, well, I guess you're right.
1: I think you have the gift of frankness. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? <laughs> I think you might.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're running out of time, so let me give you three or four quick things that you can do. So, first of all, as um, Pastor Jeff said, don't set and forget your home loan because banks rely on borrower apathy. Two, avoid interest only payments. Why would you do that? Because the payments are lower, but the problem is A, you pay a higher interest rate, generally about 0. 0.6, 0.7%. B, um, at the end of the, uh, say, five-year interest only term, you have to pay catch up with the payments. So where you've only been paying interest only for the first five years, the bank says we've got to make up for that. And so your payments will jump up exponentially and see where we've got falling property values at the moment. At least if you're paying the loan off, you're helping to stem the bleeding as far as as um, uh, as far as, um, preserving your equity goes. Um, see if you do refinance your loan with another bank don't reset the term so if your loan's already been going for 20 years don't stretch it back out to 30 years again at the new bank because you're just going backwards keep it to 20 years and i hear this age-old chestnut all the time i'll bank for westpac or whoever it might be for 30 years um, so they'll look after me they won't you're a number so just remember that Your best bet, and I'm not saying it's because I'm a mortgage broker, or maybe I am, but anyway, go and see a mortgage broker. Why would you see a mortgage broker? A, because they're free, and B, they represent about 35 to (laughs) 40-odd different institutions. And the other reason is there's a piece of of, um, legislation coming in this year called best interest duty. Mortgage brokers are required to abide by best interest duty. That is, they've got to do the best thing by you. Banks don't. Why don't banks have to look after you? Because they can't. So what I mean by that is if you go into, say, Westpac... And the Westpac person knows that ANZ across the road has got an awesome deal. They're not going to tell you. They're not going to sell you an ANZ product. They just have to dress their own mutton product up as lamb. And that's what they mean by best interest duty. So brokers have to abide by it. Banks don't. Ba-boom.
1: Definitely ba-boom. I think I I hear the pin out of the grenade rolling around the floor. Uh, Look, one more thing before we finish here, Uh, because I think a lot of people are going to need to go back and hear this again and perhaps a bit more slowly digest it, what you say quickly, a lot of us that are not used to this kind of language or these kinds of uh, ways of thinking, might well, need to go back and visit it again. Uh, but give us some homework, right? For everyone that's a part of this service tonight, if you could just say, here's two things that you should do this week, what would they be?
0: First thing in relation to credit cards, find out uh, what interest rate you're paying, and go to a website and explore the possibilities of balance transfer or switching to a cheaper credit card with your existing bank, and B, go into internet banking, click on your home loan, that'll take you to a screen which shows you the full demographics of your loan, including the interest rate, have a look at that, and then check out the rates that are around, or ring a mortgage broker to find out, well, hey, can I get a better deal, or ring your bank saying, hey, I want a better rate. And you'll be amazed that a lot of the time they'll just say yes and fall over. They might not give you the best deal they possibly can, but at least they'll shave your interest rate.
1: Wow. Uh, Peter, this is absolutely fascinating and so important. I read only tonight where it's uh, over 40% of all divorces amongst Gen Xs, they say, are over over money problems. And 29%, I think it is, of baby boomer, uh, marriage breakdowns, I have money as the cause of the whole thing that set it off. And so when we talk about money like this, folks, please don't uh, think, well, this is a a big sponsorship for Gone Finance. Uh, We're not pushing any one particular place. What we are encouraging every one of us to do is to say, God, I want to be a good steward. I want to be positioned so I can be a part of the answer. And, you know, if you're drowning in debt, Peter, it's really hard to help somebody else that's drowning. And I met so many wonderful people in my life, so many wonderful Christians, so many wonderful believers, great followers of Jesus that love Him with all their heart, but are not able to become a part of the answer like Ecclesiastes 10.19 says, simply because they're so snowed under in their own life, they really are not able to go uh, and help anyone else. And that's what we're about, so... We're going to get you back for sure. And we'll talk about some of the other things. Superannuation is another great topic. But can I get you just as we finish right now, uh, in a minute, we're going to be going to Pastor Bruce at ministry time. And I really hope that if you've got a a job need, maybe the job you're in is shave the hours. Maybe you don't have a job and you're looking for one. Maybe you're a business owner and you go, my business is in turmoil right now. Please let us pray for you. Please let us believe with you. Uh, You can send us your details. We're not even asking for that. Uh, You can just simply log on to the chat there, send in your prayer request, and uh, in total confidence, knowing that all we're going to do is we're going to be believing with you for that area of your life. In a minute, before I hand over, though, to Pastor Bruce, I want to talk to people that need to make the step to say yes to Jesus. Before that, can I ask you to pray, Peter, for people that maybe right now go, Peter, I, I'm one of those people that's really in deep weeds here, as we say in Australia. I'm really at the, a real problem. Could you pray that God will give me strength, give me peace and courage to make the shifts I need to make? Thanks. Sure.
0: Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come before you. Lord, we, um, we know that you have great plans for us. You have a divine purpose, as uh, Pastor mm-hmm. Jeff preached this morning. Um, plans to bless our socks off, not to harm us. Um, We thank you that through you all things are possible. All things are possible, Lord. And um, we just pray for people out there tonight that they get a revelation of their finances, that maybe this has uh, opened some doors for them or given them an aha moment or something like that. And then we just ask that you... Um, energise them, you refresh them, your effervescent living water just surging through them, Father, and just give them Amen. the peace that their their finances are okay, Father. We thank you that you're going to shine a light before them. Um, there's many mountains out there in people's lives at the moment, Father, with reduction of hours and um, the loss of jobs, the loss of um, the social mobility and freedom, finance pressures, um, family pressures, mental pressures, health pressures. But your word says, Father, you can move a mountain into the sea, and we thank you that those mountains that are reflecting, on people in our society They are going to be moved into mm-hmm. the sea. The people who don't amen. know you come to know you yes. and people who do know you, Father, just press into you, step out in faith and know that all things are possible. So we thank you, Father, that the best mm-hmm. is yet to come and all those
1: believed said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Peter, I know that there was a day uh, where you said yes to Jesus. You didn't say yes to Jesus because you were broke and because your life was a wreck. Some people think that's... why you come to Jesus. But the reality is that we come to Christ because there's something missing on the inside of us, a God-shaped space, I call it, that can only ever be filled by God. And you can try all other kinds of things. You could be filling it up with wealth or with all kinds of uh, friendships. There's lots of things people do. But I believe there's a God-shaped vacuum inside of people, a God-shaped space that only Jesus can fill. And that's why Jesus said, He stands at the door and knocks. He said, if anyone hears his voice and opens the door, he said, I'll come into them. Why? Because God does not want to be a belief in your mind. He doesn't want to be someone waiting in heaven for you when you die. He wants to be in you and to walk with you for the rest of your life. What does it take for that to happen? I believe that it's as simple as saying yes to Jesus. That verse I just quoted, Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, Jesus didn't say, and if you prove it, and if you're amazing, and if you're holy. He just said, I'm not the door of your life. And if you'll open it, He said, I'll come in. Simply say yes to Jesus. It's the most wonderful thing you will ever do. I've never tired of hearing the stories of people whose lives have been completely transformed by a simple yes to Jesus Christ. On your screen right now is the number if you're in Australia, 0488 826 392. Just text yes to that. And then the next day after you do that, people did it this morning. The next day after you do that, you'll get on one screen of your smartphone, a Bible verse comes from us, by the way, from Metro Church Online. There comes with it a prayer, again, all on that one screen, a prayer for you to pray and make yours a different Scripture and a different prayer every day for 30 days. Of course, you can opt out whenever you like, but... Uh, I trust you'll continue and allow Jesus to become incredibly real to you. If you're in Australia, it's 0488 826 If you're outside of Australia or you'd prefer to get that same information every day via email, then you simply go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. It'll be our joy to help you walk with Jesus and discover, as Peter has and as I have and thousands of others, discover the wonder and the beauty and the great grace and love of Jesus Christ for your life. I pray you'll do that. Let's go now to Pastor Bruce. He's going to be sharing with us and bringing your prayer request. Thank you again, Peter. We look forward to the next time we get to share with you. God bless. See you somewhere soon.